3: Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW report. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
4: to the WWE
0: podcast.
3: The one that everybody wants me. He lets us go to WrestleMania. Play more. Play more. KO. 316 said, I just ripped your ass.
5: This is
4: my art.
6: You're going to acknowledge me. Hey, everybody, welcome to the WWE podcast. This is the mailbag for Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, and admittedly, this is going to be an abbreviated version of the show. I am very crunched for time this evening. I almost didn't do the show. Uh, I wait till the last minute to pack, and my flight is early in the morning, and I'm just a mess. So that said, I will get through this, and if it sounds like I'm rushing, I don't mean to. I don't mean to disrespect anybody or or disregard their comments. It's just in in the interest of time. So, Let's get right to it. And you guys, uh, by the way, know how to get ad-free everything. Apple Podcasts has a button to subscribe, 99 cents for a month. And of course, uh, you can go to P- uh, Patreon. That's a dollar a month for hundreds of episodes ad-free and my website, which has uh, ad-free episodes and video. So check that out and go VIP on my website at www.podcast.com. All right, let's jump into right, let's jump into our very first email here. And it's been a while. It's been a while, so why don't we start off with Randy, Randy the patron, and he writes in, it just feels right, Randy, I gotta say, I mean, what, we don't have you starting off the mailbag, Something, something's not right, so let's start off with Randy. He says, guess who's back, back again, tell a friend, Randy's back, Randy's back, in Eminem voice, oh, got it, <laughs> can I get a hell yeah, oh, guess who's back, back again, uh, see, I totally missed that until you said Eminem. All right. Uh, First man, what a couple weeks. I kept falling asleep while writing the mailbag and waking up for work. But anyway, enough of that. Well, wait a minute. Oh, you're while writing, not listening. Okay. Well, that's acceptable. You can fall asleep while writing the mailbag, just not while listening. Um, Okay. Big E. Man, oh man, that scared the hell out of me. I literally thought he was dead. My question is do you think that a bunch, that that Butch and Seamus, what do you think of that group? I like it. Hope they do a lot with it. I like it too. You know, mistakes happen. Problems happen. I, I did praise this on my Monday Night Raw review. I said, I like that Seamus has a bit of a stable right now. He's got Butch, i.e. Pete Dunn, and he's got, um, he's got the Ridge Holland. So I'm really liking this. Quietly, Seamus is putting together a very formidable group, and I'm a big fan. Next, Liv and Rhea are going to win the titles, which will be Liv's first title, which gets me mad because she should have won long ago with with Ruby Riot. Question is, would you rather see them get rid of the titles and do more like a women's titles that are single? Yes. My short answer is yes, Randy. If they're not going to use championships respectfully, they're not even going to have a division for the belt that they put together or that, that they have that they have presented. Get rid of it. It's disrespectful. Why not just have a title that the mid mid to upper card can challenge for a IC or U.S. equivalent? I'd rather have that than the tag titles. Now, you don't need to make a big deal of the tag titles going away. Just kind of have them quietly fade into the background until you actually have an established division. Yes, I have a feeling, a scary feeling that Brock is going to win and be the one to beat Roman. I hope not. Uh, yeah, I hope not, too. It's possible. It's possible unlikely, but possible. I've said this from the beginning. It it seems so likely that Roman's going to win that it scares me that Vince could just do the opposite to just do a swerve. I, I hope not. I, I think people would actually boo that, honestly, because they would realize that, okay, cool, it's Brock, but shouldn't this have been for a younger talent, somebody they can build on? And I think the especially the WrestleMania crowd is smart enough to realize that. Last, I think Asuka, Bailey, Lacey Evans... Are going to come back on WrestleMania or the Monday Night Raw after? Agreed. I think we could even see somebody show up before WrestleMania. Um, likely, Oscar um, and Bailey are the most likely to come back right now. Um, Lacey Evans, I've heard, is also on the way after she had her, her child. So you're right. I, I think that the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, all three could. I think one shows up at WrestleMania and the other two come back on the Monday Night Raw after. I don't know who. I haven't gotten that level of detail. I mean, you wouldn't want all three on one show. You want to split them up, right? And you want that big surprise or surprises at WrestleMania. And I think Bailey could be that one. If I was gonna guess they'd use the biggest name which is Bailey to uh to appear at WrestleMania. That's it this week. Hope everyone is great and it's so cool when people call my name out there on the mailbag. I love that. Thanks makes my day, Randy. Well thanks Randy. I'm glad you could be a part of the show. All right. Let's get to the next uh, the next one here and Dennis, I can't play your music today, buddy. I, um, I don't have it handy. I know you have it right there, but I'd have to download it and I switch computers. And so Dennis, you're going to have to forego the music. I apologize, but, uh, let's get to it. Nonetheless, this is none other than Mr. Dennis McGinley here on your mailbag show. Everyone shut their mouths while I speak everyone or every once in a while I check in on the discord area to see what trash is being said. If you're listening, Brad 51524, he was saying about how a wrestler got out of character at a freaking house show. Come on, man. I'm sure all of them get out of character. Uh, you, Brad, come to the ring with me. White ropes and I show you something. I do appreciate for in future VIP videos on the website that you did those videos for YouTube. For me, it works great and well worth the money paying you, buddy. Take care. And the kids talk with you next week. Mr. Dennis, Dennis McGinley signing off. Well, again, Dennis, I apologize for the music. I know I'm in a rush. <laughs> I, I, it was either this guy's or I didn't do a mailbag at all. So, uh, but Dennis, thank you. And yeah, look, I'm split on this about the, the house show thing house shows are a time for talent to just kind of let their hair down, so to speak, right? It's a time to relax. There's no cameras. You're not on live TV. It's just for the crowd that's there. You're not placating to a national audience. It's time to hone your craft and do things you may not be able to do on a TV show. Try things out. I agree. But I also don't want out of character to the point where it's consistently out of character, number one. And where it's just so egregious that it's an exposure of the business that it takes you completely out of the moment. It depends why they're out of character. I haven't seen the context of why this person. Who is it? Who who went out of character and why? That is that's important to me. You know, like if it's for Make a Wish, that's I mean, that's fine. If they're doing it just to try to be funny or something, I think that that's not worth it. I'm generally of the belief that you should stay in character as much as possible, but. Dennis, I don't without having enough context. I'm generally against it, but house shows are an exception depending on the reason. So thank you, Dennis, Mr. Dennis McGinley. All righty. Let's get to our next patron here. these are all patrons, by the way. And if you go on Patreon and join, you can get this placement on the mailbag show right up front. All right. So let's see here. Uh, Matt K writes in, on, on Patreon and says Hogan actually requested the feud with rock over Steve Austin. Actually, I, I actually, I heard the opposite. I mean, Hogan wanted to work with Steve. Steve said he quote unquote, wasn't in the right headspace. He felt that Terry Bollea wouldn't be able to perform at the level that he expected of a match like that. And me, so that meant that stone cold didn't believe that he, that Hogan could keep up with his style, meaning he didn't have what Austin was looking for in, in, in terms of chemistry. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard Stone Cold say. This is not my opinion. This is what I've heard Stone Cold say many times on his podcast. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, how Hogan and Austin didn't happen is a crime. It really is. Okay. Uh, they are doing this stuff with Seth on purpose. He's going to be stressed out about not having a match. And then Cody will debut against him at Mania. Yeah. So I had somebody else also write in and, and ask me about the Cody thing. How have you not heard about Cody and Seth? I don't know guys I'm in a bubble apparently uh but it's very possible yes and and here's what I said so I'm kind of right that I think Seth is not going to have a path he'll show up at Wrestlemania and he'll come and complain on the mic and out comes Cody and and he'll confront Seth and boom we're off to the races the crowd will pop like crazy Seth and Cody would be fun I agree I I have no problem with this how I've missed it I don't know okay I think we are more envious you get a vacation alone yeah um I have not gotten when I you say alone. I mean that's without the wife and kids. I mean I still have you know my brother and my friends. But um, alone, yeah, it's (laughs) it's gonna be crazy. I'm leaving tomorrow morning, and uh, you guys won't know I'm gone because I'll be back in time for the weekend review. So you won't even know. Thanks, Matt. Tommy, Tommy S writes in. Thank you, Tommy, for uh, contributing as always. So he says took a couple of weeks off writing because it seemed like you were a bit overwhelmed with all the emails. I say it every time. Thank you for all you do. Yeah, Tommy, no, look, I, I know that I noticed after I asked people to only send one email or one voicemail or just one of both and to try to minimize the the text and stuff. But I I, I guess I didn't want to scare people away I, I, or from, from, from contributing. Just the volume of contributing is really what I was at because people were sending like two, three, four voicemails, and I was actually playing them. Uh, you know, or they were sending like essays of emails and it really just started to be, it, it really is just too much. I, and, and I'm trying to do the best that I can. And that's the only reason I ask people to just be concise and right to the point more than um, stretching things out. And I I am very happy to provide a platform for everyone to speak their voice about pro wrestling and WWE because I, I, I remember when I was just a listener and not a podcast creator, I was looking for a voice or a platform to do that.
3: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
6: I mean, ultimately, that's why I created this, so I could have my own and do what I want and that kind of thing. But yeah, so it wasn't to discourage people from contributing. Just get to the point, I guess, is <laughs> and more concise and, and less uh, n- not no numerous voicemails is all I was asking for because... I want to get to everybody, but I don't want to split the show and all that. But anyway, okay. so I just finished listening to Monday Night Raw Review, and I agree with you on this almost stuff or Omos stuff. I've said it for weeks now. They need to somehow team him up with MVP. Here is a scenario for you. Since they seem to have no clue what to do with the Hurt Business, why not create a story of reconciliation between them? MVP and Bobby Lashley and then add Omos to the group. They could do so much together, and there are so many storylines that could be created from it, and it would give Omas the chance to grow and make the her Business relevant again. The other thing I'm interested in is where the storyline with Seth Rollins... Okay, well, first of all, we get to Seth. I like that. Um, I mean, here's the thing. My knee-jerk reaction to that is, oh my God, how many reconciliations are we going to do? How many have they had? And how many have they had without explanation? That's the problem. But I would forego that. If it was for Omos to be in a group, kind of the head of the group, the ringleader of this heel faction and MVP to be the head of it or be the mouthpiece, because Omos is not exactly a great promo right now. No, no problem there. I actually have no problem with that. It actually it, it, it would utilize Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin to their best uh, maximum capacity because they're certainly not doing anything other than losing left and right and right now. They're being an, they're essentially an enhancement tag team right now. So to put Omas in that position, I think, would benefit Omas and give him a faction to run. MVP would be able to be the mouthpiece. And then you'd have Cedric and Shelton being kind of the, the dirty work, uh, guys that, that, you know, take out whoever they want. And then Omas comes in to finish them. The thing is though, where does that leave Bobby Lashley? Because Lashley and MVP are a nice team too. You know, that's the question. The other thing I'm interested in where this storyline is going with Seth, Seth Rollins. I am a fan that enjoys storylines, and to me, this is entertaining. I know it's not for everyone, but I'm enjoying it. I personally hope that somehow he gets added to the title match at WrestleMania and pins Roman to win the match. Yes, I know that's probably not going to happen, but it sure would be fun if it did. That's all my ramblings this week. Have a great vacation. Look forward to hearing your comments. Here's what I said. I said that, too. You know, look, we still have two more weeks of television. It's not impossible. It's not. It's not. But WWE has gone full steam ahead with Brock Roman, Brock Roman, Brock Roman. There's no third person. I thought Drew could eventually be added to this. If, if anything, I thought Drew would be the third person to be added and to be a triple threat. They're not going there. They've already laid their bed, made their bed. They're going to lay in it now. And they are going full steam ahead with Brock and Roman. And that's it. Period. End of story. And I, I don't hate your idea. In fact, I would. I want anything that gets Seth to be champion, whatever storyline that is, However, that happens, I'm for it, and and I'm for this. But WWE is Vince isn't going for this. He looks at Brock Roman as like Rock Austin, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. Uh, it's insulting to Rock Austin almost because, again, as I've said, Rock Austin is something that people loved, couldn't get enough of, and just it was magic with those two. With Rock Roman, Brock Roman, they have chemistry. They're fun to watch but they're not something that people lose their minds over, right? So for them to call this the biggest WrestleMania match of all time is, its again, it's not something that, that WWE should be coming up with. It's something the fans should come up with. It's manufactured ahead of time, as I've said. It's its preposterous. Okay, so thank you, Tommy, and I appreciate that. All right, so I think that does it with the uh, the patrons. So let me see if I have... I do. I do have a few emails from everyone else here. Let's start with Dennis, Dennis O'Brien. And he says, hey, Matt, it's been a while since I emailed you, but I'm back. I want to address the other Dennis. I believe it's Dennis MCG who contributes to this podcast. Know your role and shut your mouth. I'm the only menace here. Unless you want to team team up with me and we take this podcast over the menaces of society, either you're with me or you're against me, your choice. Okay, Dennis. So both Dennis's, they team up. They're both heels. Do you guys team up or does one turn on the other? I'll leave that up to you guys. Anyway, on a serious note, RIP Scott Hall. I wish to wish Biggie a speedy recovery. And do you think that Raw was a bit of a placeholder this week because of the sad passing of Scott Hall? That Cody was supposed to debut and return this week, but because of the situation that was put back a week or so, I believe... I do believe it's Rollins versus Rhodes at WrestleMania 38. Great show, Matt. Talk to you soon. I don't know. You know, maybe here's the thing. I would I would actually like to have Rhodes debut at WrestleMania. Because I want to hear that pop. Seth should come out disheveled, angry, screaming he doesn't have a match. How dare this company not put me on the on the show? I'm a WrestleMania main eventer. I've won the championship of WrestleMania. Like, go on and on about his resume. Slam the mic down in anger. It's just as he he's about to leave, Cody Rhodes comes out and they have a match. I think that to me is how they should do it. And and if he was supposed to debut this week, perhaps it was because of Scott Hall. Maybe. Yeah, you know, but the thing is, they didn't exactly take a whole bunch of time to to talk about Scott Hall either. It was only like a, a few minutes. So, I, I I don't know. I don't think it was a placeholder because of Scott Hall. I mean, that's my guess. That's what I think. Okay. Thank you, Dennis. And let's, I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody else. I I know I have other people in my other, uh, my, uh, I have like a few emails here, right? So I've real gmail.com. People are still emailing. And I also have mailbag at com. So let's get to, let's see here. Bryson A. Bryson A. writes in and says, Hey, Matt, I have a WrestleMania prediction for Roman and Brock. Um, There might be a way where the titles don't unify at all. So what if the ref sees the Usos helping Roman? That would end in a win for Brock, but you can only win in a title, win the title with a pinfall or submission. Do you think this could happen? Well, Bryson, sure, it could happen. But do you want a riot to ensue? (laughs) I mean, do you want people to spend their hard-earned money to watch WrestleMania to get to the main event of WrestleMania, which is the, this is the true main event of WrestleMania. I know that night one has its quote unquote main event. There's only one main event, and I will stand by that. I don't want to hear, oh, there can be multiple main events. Nonsense. There can be semi main events. There can be wannabe main events, but there's one main event. That's why it's a singular term. Anyway, um, so it could happen. But boy, do you you want to incite a riot? I, I, you know, just out of my own curiosity for the crowd's reaction to that, I want to, he- I want to see that happen just for the crowd to lose their minds. Just think about that. They do a DQ finish at the Met- WrestleMania main event, and they're calling it the biggest match of all time. And yet it ends in a DQ. Oh, I want to see that. I want to see the, the crowd wouldn't know what to do. You would hear, you would hear bullsh bull. I mean, right away. Oh, please let it happen. Now you get me excited. (laughs) It could happen. Sure. I'd give it like a 1% chance though, just because you can't do that kind of finish on a WrestleMania main event. I mean, you just can't. Or can you? All right. So, um, Charlie F. from Wisconsin writes in and he says, Happy 316 day, everyone. Agreed. Hopefully everyone has at least one beer today. Well, don't worry, guys. For all of you listening my trip to Florida, I'll be having more than enough beer for everyone. So we're, I'll, I'll cover everybody here. Um, I have a couple of WrestleMania matches that I think could work. My first one is a fatal four-way ladder match. I uh, uh, lost my spot. For the Intercontinental Championship with Ricochet, Umberto, Kofi, Sheamus, with Ricochet retaining the championship. Not only would that be an awesome tribute to Scott Hall, but ladder matches involving the IC Championship have always been great. Also, if Seth isn't able to have a match with Cody, why not have the U.S. Championship become a triple threat with Seth, the demon version of Finn Balor and Damian Priest, with Seth winning the championship? Okay, well, first, before we get to any any further, the IC Championship ladder match, I love it. It'd be a nice tribute to Scott Hall, uh, no doubt about it. As far as Damian Priest and Finn Balor and Seth doing the uh, triple threat, I like it, but I think they have something even bigger in mind for Seth. That's the thing it's even bigger that's why i don't think that's going to happen also do you think we could see biggie as a surprise entrant in the royal rumble uh well yeah not maybe no i think biggie's coming back way before that i mean the early prognosis is 3 to 4 months uh the royal rumble is like what 8 9 months away so no i don't think he's going to be a surprise entrant i think he'll be back by like early summer honestly um okay have a great week everyone my prayers to the friends and family of Scott Hall and Biggie to hope to see you back in the ring again soon. Yeah. Agree. Charlie.
0: With lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
6: Dearly
1: beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
3: No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
6: Totally agree. All right, let's see here. Two more emails, guys, then write to voicemails. I told you we're flying through tonight. And I apologize, but okay. Uh, I'm going to read this because it wasn't supposed to be for the mailbag, but I think it's fun to, to address. <laughs> uh, this is from Jacob. Here we go. This is going to be fun. Uh, Your ads are plentiful. It almost puts Conrad to shame. I do subscribe to the Apple Podcast ad free. Not a big deal, but the latest episode this morning was not ad free. Not sure if this is just one time happening. Um, it's strange that you did not mention that. Okay, well, first of all, I did fix that, Jacob, and I did message you that I fixed it. The thing is, if I don't immediately put, it, if I post my ad filled one and I don't immediately post the um, ad free one, there's that gap in time, and I just forgot to post the ad free one. And so, my apologies, but. I'm glad I can at least com- you can compare me to Conrad Thompson, one of the most successful podcasters in pro wrestling, in terms of how many ads I have. So I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, it's strange that you didn't mention anything about Cody possibly for Seth, while well, I did now. Almost everything I see or hear, social media wise, in regards to Seth, about the word games that he's hinting at Cody. Yeah, I, well, I addressed that many times already t- uh, tonight. Sucks that Big E got injured. Hopefully, he comes back fully healthy. Not a Stone Cold Steve Austin type of neck nagging neck issue. Hopefully he comes back as a heel and have a Mark Henry type of run. That's the only iteration of Mark that was the main event caliber. I think it might help Big E reach a new level. That's a good point, Jacob, I have to say. Yeah, Big E turning heel would be way more fun. Totally agree. And I'd want to see what I want to see heel anything from New Day. I want to see what that looks like. Uh, one last thing. I hope Becky cuts off Bianca's hair next week. (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to happen. I mean, that's a hell of a commitment for just one match. I mean, I, I believe that is her real hair too. I'm fairly sure. It's not just like an extension, I think. So that, that's a big commitment. I mean, Becky could do it just for heel heat, but boy, that is a big commitment to do because how long would that take to grow back? A long time. All right, this is uh, from Grace and she writes in I, and says, "Hope I hope you and everyone listening are doing well. Let's talk Monday night raw first. Did they really expect us to believe that Seth Rollins, one of their biggest names in the world and the best talents on the roster, just casually doesn't have a spot on WrestleMania? I'm predicting for either Cody to show up before or at WrestleMania for a, or for a WrestleMania 31 repeat and Seth gets involved to fight uh, in the Roman match. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I went over, I hate to say I already went over this, but I did because other people brought this up, Grace. And, and I think Seth could interfere. If Cody Rhodes doesn't show up and face Seth before or at WrestleMania, I think Rollins is going to do something big, just like you said. And it could be that caliber where he interferes once again with Roman. Because don't forget, they have unfinished business. Do you remember when Roman beat down Seth and left him laying when they had their match? And he was messing with uh, Roman Reigns' head by dressing up in the shield gear? That was unfinished business. He could say, did you think I forgot Roman? You know? Why not? Okay, uh, next, I would like to humbly say that I called Liv and Rhea from a thousand miles away just saying, well, yes, you did. Good job, Grace. I do enjoy the team because they are so opposite but the same. But there's no competition. There are so many tag teams in NXT they could easily pull from. They just had a tag team tournament for crying out loud. If they didn't want their tag division to crumble, they could start by bringing up new talent. Yes, they could. And I don't know why they don't. If they wanted, if they're gonna have a championship, make it competitive. You can't it's it's insulting, it's embarrassing, and it's angering that they have a championship where it's uncontested for months because nobody else is in the division. Okay. Lastly, Becky and Bianca, that segment was ten times shorter, yet ten times more entertaining than the Charlotte Ronda segment. When Becky slammed her into the post with a chair and afterwards they said Bianca was injured from it, it made you second-guess yourself for a a little, like, wait, really? Because of how brutal it looked. But she's obviously fine. Agree. Becky and Bianca is infinitely more interesting to me than Ronda Charlotte. I mean, just because uh, uh, Ronda to me is, she's there for name value. She's not there because she does and puts on excellent matches and she cuts great promos. She's there because of name value. That's it. And I hope she goes away after WrestleMania. I do. Or turns heel. If she turns heel, put me on board too. Um, but her promos, as I've said, are just bad, um, or at least subpar and they're quiet and she has weird tics. I've gone over that before. I'm just not a Ronda fan. And if you are, great. Cool. Anyway, that's it for this week. I'm super excited for Friday because I'm going to SmackDown in Charlotte. Awesome. Well, Grace, send in your report. Send in your just like quick notes if you want about the things that you noticed. That that didn't make it on air. I'd love to hear it. Sadly, I feel like Charlotte will get a warm welcome from my hometown, and I'll be the lonely booer in my section. Super psyched to see Roman Ricochet, Sasha, though. Have a great week. Well, that's awesome, Grace. Again, I'd love to hear your in-person reaction and in-person analysis. I really would. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. That is it for the emails, guys. We are rocketing through this. It is now time to get to voicemails, and here we go.
1: Hey, uh, Brad in New York, um, it's Saturday morning, um, just watched SmackDown, I know that by the time this airs we'll be way past that, but I have a theory um, on what's going on with the Pat McAfee thing, if you notice, you know, I originally got nervous that maybe Pat's contract was up, um, and this was kind of their way of writing him off TV, when Austin Theory came out, and Pat, you know, attacked him, and Michael Cole was saying multiple times, you know, who knows if we'll ever see Pat on a SmackDown broadcast again. This could be the end of his broadcast career because of his unprofessionalism, uh, attacking Austin Theory, and Michael Cole said it a few times. What I think they're going to do is I think next week or at some point you're going to see Vince McMahon scolding Pat McAfee saying, you know, Pat, what you did was really unprofessional and, you know, we can't have this, and you're fired. And, you know, Pat kind of maybe beg for his job back or something like that and say, you know, I want to be here, you know, I'm sorry. And um Vince will make a proposal to say, Pat, I'll give you a deal. If you defeat Austin Theory at WrestleMania, you could have your job back. And I think that that's going to be the stakes on that match to to up the ante, quote-unquote, because – um I think that that is the only thing that makes sense why they acted like Pat was so in the wrong for attacking Austin Theory and why it was such a big deal. Um, that's the only thing I could think of is that they're going to put a stipulation that if Austin Theory beats Pat, Pat is gone forever. And that would make the match, you know, really interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, we need Pat to win. Um, Pat being gone from SmackDown would be an enormous blow, so... Hopefully I'm right. Um, We'll see. Um, But I I can't imagine any other reason why they did that or why Cole was really emphasizing, you know, Pat not uh, being part of the broadcast team potentially. So thanks.
6: Hey, Brad. So uh, my, my response to that is as follows. I like that stipulation. It adds a little bit of flavor to the matchup. No doubt about that. The only problem that it does also is make it more predictable, though, because there's no way Pat McAfee is going to be gone from SmackDown. He is one of the best things to happen to SmackDown in a long time. That's talent or otherwise. And certainly one of the most energetic, charismatic announcers we've ever seen. Right. So I absolutely believe that it's going to be uh, it. it, Pat McAfee is coming out on top. I think Pat McAfee is coming out on top. No matter what, but if he is added, the stipulations added where it is something that um, Pat McAfee can't lose, then Pat McAfee wins and it it just becomes a little more predictable. I like it um, and, and that's no problem. I also think Finn Balor is going to interfere in this match given what happened on Raw. Um, I think Finn Balor is going to help. Be the one, be the one to uh, cost Austin Theory that matchup. And then Vince loses his mind on Finn Balor. And so, and then, you know, maybe Austin Theory and Finn get into a real program because you can't have this continue beyond WrestleMania for Pat because Pat is not a pro wrestler. Okay. He's not going to get in the ring and have an excellent match. He's just not, he's an announcer and that's kind of where it ends for him. But Brad, thank you. Good analysis. And I like the stipulation. All right. let's continue.
2: Hey, it's Kyle from Baltimore. So I just wanted to talk about everything that's happening I and mean, into WrestleMania with – I think it's with Roman Reigns. I think it's – now, I said this before about Roman Reigns. I enjoy his work. I think he has, he's a great champion. He has some great matches. But I'm probably in the majority of this. This thing with, with Brock Lesnar is so boring. Not for me. I think the fact that this is a champion versus championship, winner-take-all type match is not what – I want to see, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, I can't help but to look ahead after like the night after WrestleMania on on that on Raw then on SmackDown, and even headed to you know Backlash in May. Like, what did he plan on doing? They can't have they gotta have to separate those championships again. And they can't have let's say Roman Reigns on both shows because it's like it's like what you said. Earlier, it's like what you said in your video, your um, what if video if Roman Reigns wins, wins the championship, him going to both Raw and SmackDown back and forth every single week, it's going to be overexposure. So, and it will help a little bit because of his own book, Credible for Him to Face on SmackDown, who's the top star besides Drew McIntyre, which he's, not, he's doing stuff with Corbin, uh, which is idiotic. But I guess my whole point is just that I don't know. I'm just not a fan of this. This is a type. This I'm not. A, I never was a fan of Brock Lesnar. Never will be. And I don't care. I don't care what he's doing right now. On Curly or TV, it doesn't interest me. And Roman Reigns, he is great. I'm a I'm a Roman Reigns fan. But I need him to have obviously I credible opponents. But just I don't know some good opponents for him to face. Like just like how he faced Finn Balor or. Just people who are currently on the roster now, not Brock, that Brock Lesnar, or people from the past, but they have no choice, I guess. Um, but that's my 2 steps of that. It's just, I'm guess again, I'm probably probably in the in the minority of this that this entire feud is not for me, and I can't wait till it's over with so we can move on to something interesting at least for me. Uh, but that's just it. This is call. Bye.
6: Hey Kyle. Well, yeah, I've I've heard you in, in weeks past talk about that Roman and, and Brock isn't for you, and Roman in general, uh, you know, isn't for you. At least how long his run is gone. But the thing is, they're, they're, they realize how special what they have with Roman Reigns is. Like they know what they're doing right now is going to be in a future documentary. It could define his entire career. It could be the you know everything that Roman Reigns look when we look back on as a whole as a body of work. We look at it and go, man, that was the run that did it. And they know that they know they're, they're they're in the middle of something special. So they're not going to end it. I don't think with Brock Lesnar and I hear what you're saying, like Roman can't do double duty every week. I don't think he would. I think Roman would, whoever he's feuding with, stay on that show until that feud's complete. And then he'd move to the next show and maybe make an appearance on that show, but not have a a program necessarily because he can't really have two programs going on at once. It gets confusing. It gets watered down. And as you said, it also is oversaturation with Roman Reigns. It's overexposure, as you said. So I think that he'll immediately find someone on raw to work with maybe, or maybe he goes to still sticks on SmackDown and faces Drew McIntyre. I mean, how the hell Drew McIntyre hasn't happened yet. They know they have an ace in a hole there. So I think once he's done with Corbin, they're going to cross pass. Um, but that's the thing. I know what you're saying, Kyle, but that's the reason is that they have to have a whole nother roster for Roma to work with because he's gone through nearly everyone on SmackDown. All right, let's keep it going. Hello, everybody. Alex,
7: the French guy here. First, Matt, I would like to claim something really obvious for everybody, but I would like to claim my European WWE podcast champion because I've been in the podcast for several weeks now and I never granted the championship itself or shot at it. So, Matt, please grant me as your new WWE podcast European champion. So now that this is out of the way, I would like to address something about all the criticism against WWE right now. You, Matt, especially, because you're ungrateful as uh, I would say a lot. So, I would like to address something about WWE about a long time. First, when Roman Reigns started to become the uh, the new face of the company, everybody was uh, against it. Uh, me, the first one. But, uh, I would, so, but now is the face of the WWE as the new heel. So, it's, I mean, WWE make poor choices, but I would like to address something. I was kind of in in my way of thinking, but we point at WWE a lot of times for what they're doing, but isn't it what we really want? Matt, you are the first one to, to, to criticize WWE in a whole, but you're also the first one to talk about it. So isn't it at the point? Isn't it that this main event of WrestleMania being one-sided, the two championships, the two stars? Uh, I mean, isn't it calculated all along? Uh, this is all for me for this week. So my first message once again: If you're if you're from Europe, uh, I dare you to claim the championship anytime soon. I, I see that. There's no competition right now, so this is why I make the statement. And secondly, as I said, isn't WWE calculating all along what they're doing and making the buzz uh in the in the good or the bad way. Uh and that's for that's all for me for this week. So Matt, please take your power and grant me that championship so we're all fair and square and you have Uh, A great champion in the WWE podcast. Uh,
6: Bye, guys, and uh, see you later. Hey, Alex. Well, I I have to say, since you are the first one to ask for that championship, we have to grant it to you, right? I mean, what else are we going to do? You're the one that first asked for it. We do have a vacancy. So if you if anybody out there wants to challenge Alex for the WWE podcast, European championship, the challenge is open and I have officially awarded that championship to Alex. So that being said, Alex, um, yeah, I am the first one to criticize. Um, but here's the thing. WWE will tell us until they're blue in the face that they have a focus group every night, right? That we listen to the audience. And I think generally they do. But I think there's a lot of times where they think they know better than we do about what we want. For example, the Roman Reigns babyface experiment was a total disaster, a complete and total disaster. And it continued to be a disaster for many years. And the fans rejected it. Generally, they rejected it for year after year. After year after year. And we did look at Roman Reigns in the shield and say, hey, he could be the face of WWE one day. Let's see what he can do. And he ended up being a really bad baby face. And instead of just saying, okay, you know, we've given this six to 12 months. It's clearly not working with Roman. Let's try to turn him heel. Vince trudged along for years. From essentially 20, what, 2015, 2014, 2015 until 2020 when Roman Reigns returned as a heel. So for five years, WWE and Vince were stubborn, even though the f- audience was saying otherwise about what they wanted. Um, You know, th- there have been other examples too. I mean, that's the most egregious about the fans telling what Vince what, what they want and then Vince not delivering or telling us, nope, you're going to go with this, right? So it's not always about... But despite what they say, it's really... It, it's about what we want, but we're not first priority. You know who first priority is? You know who they tailor to the most and who they care about the most? I'll give you a hint. It's, it's a group of people that provide more money for them than do the actual viewers, us. It's actually a couple of groups of people. Wall Street and sponsors. They are the two that drive WWE. Now they may not actually be watching the product, but WWE will tailor their product to perhaps what they value. Like if, they, if they're a PG product and they're trying to get a sponsorship with an organization, they'll look at that organization and look at their values and try to maybe make sure that they're matching those values that they have on TV. Um, and with Wall Street... They care about money. They care about numbers. They care about how many hours are people watching the network, that kind of thing, which is why you saw a 50-hour WrestleMania for how many years, because that bumps up the numbers of a number of hours that people are watching the network, kind of artificially inflates it. But I would say that while the viewers are important and the fans are important and we do provide a big revenue stream, there are bigger revenue streams out there for WWE. Wall Street, the investors the stakeholders, the stockholders and the sponsors. So you have to take that into account too there, Alex. That so yeah, I'm the first to criticize. But there are many examples of WWE not giving the fans really what they want and what they have asked for. Like for example, Dinga Brian winning the Royal Rumble. He was eliminated by Rey Mysterio in 2015, right? He became the Intercontinental Champion instead of the World Champion at WrestleMania 31. Um you know, so it, it's really not always about what we want. They won't tell you that, but it's not. So thank you, Alex, for calling me out and congratulations on your new championship. Let's continue on.
5: Hello everyone. This is Memphis Mark from Mullet Manor. Uh, so much going on with, uh, with the wrestling and, and with, uh, NCAA tournament, uh, go Tigers, Memphis Tigers, go Tigers. And, uh, uh, so we're gonna. Uh, I haven't even finished watching Rob, but uh, I had a couple of big points, and and I'm gonna try to keep it to three minutes. But a good cut, uh, a promo by Ko, uh, and man, the the promo with Ko and Seth, the way Seth's eyes and he, his mannerism, they got a Uh Damien, man, what a way to start a match and go to a commercial. WWE, what a way to screw up an ending. All right, um, here we go. This is the reason I wanted to take the time. I'm going to spend the next two minutes explaining something. I've been talking about Omos, and, and for reason being. I'm a big Memphis Tiger fan. I follow them on the road. And I one of our conference tournament foes is South Florida. Well, Omos played center for South Florida. And uh I've been holding off on this because I was hoping to see what he did. I think tonight was by far his best match. But I've been a little hard on the boy. But so uh or the young man or the young man I should say. I didn't mean that in it with any disrespect. All right, so Omos, uh they haven't even gotten him any ring gear or any direction on that sucks on their part. Trained by Kevin Nash. Uh, I love Kevin. Trained by come on i right, he's seven three and he's averaged around three hundred fifty to three thirty pounds uh this is his stats. his best game of course was against us uh he had um uh, three points and seven rebounds all right uh he started three games in his career at south florida he he averaged about five point five minutes uh over forty three games and his uh points uh he averaged half a point uh all right let me say that by uh uh, uh, or to say that to to say this to be a basketball player is going to be you have to be a hell of an athlete uh maybe there's something there that I don't see and uh and after tonight's match maybe I hope I'm wrong I hope I'm wrong I hope he has a great career and they build him up and they do right just don't do it too fast at least they're not trying to do a damn goat bird, all right guys uh, God bless you all uh stay a neuter and all my prayers out for ukraine uh I'm out
6: Memphis mark with the always interesting facts that I guarantee no one here knew i didn't i mean I, and it's always interesting to hear about things like that because. The history that he has, WWE doesn't bring to the forefront. And if you don't do digging on your own or just happen to know it, you'd never know about that. And that's cool. I mean, to know about his stats and what he did previously and all that kind of stuff. Look, Omas is a big dude. He's got a great presence. He's got a great look. But they're relying too often and too much on that. Instead of building a character, instead of trying to get him in front of the mic, even if it's briefly, you, like you said, there's really no direction. Was it his best match? I mean, it's kind of a low bar, isn't it? Especially in the definition of what a good match and great match is today. He is so far from that. It's not even funny. Now, I don't, at 7 3, I don't expect him to do flip flops and flies, but there's a certain ring psychology that you have to have as a big man and you can you can still have really good matches it's just the pace has to change the psychology has to change you don't have to have you know have to know how to sell as a giant everything changes and right now with omas it's like the same formula over and over no sell no sell you know no doesn't take a finish hasn't left his feet choke bomb that's the end of it and and it's time for them to move forward right either either crap or get off the pot with with omas i think do something Maybe they're not seeing any progress, which is why they're not doing anything with him. I don't know, but I'm with you. The guy has a, an amazing presence, is a huge dude. There's a lot there that that is that's that's attractive, but it comes down to: Do you think that this is a long-term investment? And they'll have to make that decision. Thank you, Mark. Very fun. Let's continue on.
8: Hey, man, it's Justin from Maryland. Just want to give my thoughts on a couple of topics. So first, um. I, I enjoyed Raw. It was an okay show. Um, I was just waiting to find out what Seth was going to be doing at WrestleMania. And as we know, he, we don't have any clue. Um, I don't know, like, there have been rumors about Cody Rhodes facing him. But if that was going to happen, then he would have already returned. So it's just like, what is, you know, like, what is there for him to do? I mean, I'm sure there's something big that we're not thinking about. But it's just like, why, you know, like, why couldn't just have something in place for him? Like, I'm definitely a little let down on the WrestleMania this year. I think last year was, was better. You know, we had Edge and Daniel Bryan, uh, main eventing, um, things like that. So I'm not really, like, hyped. I mean, of course I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not really, like, excited. Like, man, I can't wait. You know, I'm not really hyped for this WrestleMania, but, Who knows? Maybe, you know, when it's over, it'll change my mind. So, yeah, I don't know what Seth's going to do. I wanted him to be world champion. Uh, I'm still hoping that that's in the plans for this year. So, that's on that. Um, Ricochet, um, I saw that he was getting uh, a big push by Vince. So, I didn't know that was going to lead to the IC title. I thought Sammy was going to hold it for a couple of months. But, Ricochet, so, where... Who do you think he'll face at WrestleMania? Um, I'm guessing it'll be a heel. So, I don't know, maybe Seamus. Um, I'm not really sure who he could face. Hopefully, it's somebody credible. I don't want him to just be thrown into some match against, like, Jenna Mahal or somebody. Hopefully, it's a good, um, it's a good opponent for him. I think he'll go over. Um, but it seems like that, um, WWE loves the triple threat uh, tag matches. We have one for WrestleMania um, on the uh, WWE side and NXT side, so it seems like that they love those. So I was kind of surprised when RK-Bro won. I thought that Alpha Academy or Seth Rollins team would win, but, hey, they won. I mean, they look good with the titles. I did think that Alpha Academy was going to uh, interject themselves in the triple threat. So that should be a fun match. I think RK-Bro will probably retain by pinning um, Alpha Academy, and then uh we'll get them against the uh, Street Profits at Backlash. So that'll be fun. So uh that's it. I think my time's going to run out soon. I don't really have a lot of things to touch on. Um, just more stuff. Rolling. I'm really disappointed how he hasn't been booked the way he should. He should be a champion right now.
6: Well, first of all, Justin, it's it's WrestleMania backlash. I don't know what you mean with all this backlash stuff. You know, uh, uh, I can't uh, I'm not even looking forward to when they, they name that pay-per-view. It's, it's just it's such a a clear just play on the WrestleMania brand name that they're trying to pull in that it's still part of WrestleMania. It's the backlash of WrestleMania. It's like, no, backlash is implied that it's the backlash from WrestleMania. But hey, um. So Seth Rollins, I mean, I've kind of covered him pretty thoroughly throughout this show, so I don't want to repeat myself. I'm trying to find something new to say about it, Uh, but it could be Cody Rhodes. I think Cody Rhodes is a good opponent for him, and I know you're saying we haven't seen it yet. We we would have seen it by now. Not necessarily. As I said, the scenario could be that Seth comes out and just starts ranting, raving, and, and hammering everybody for and blaming everybody for him not being on the card, and you know who I am, and look at what I've done. And then he is about to leave the ring and Cody Rhodes comes out and they have a match or a confrontation or a showdown or a brawl. So just because he doesn't have anything going into WrestleMania doesn't mean he can't just show up, which also kind of defeats the whole, you need to do something. You need to have a match to have a path, the road to WrestleMania. Why do you need to have a road to WrestleMania? Just show the hell up and do something. Why does it have to be the one show that you need to have a, a predetermined destination to, to be a part of? It's weird. Um, so that's, that's that, you know, as uh, as far as Ricochet's opponent, I, you know, I'm looking at the SmackDown roster, right? I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to find somebody that he could work with. I mean, Sheamus is obviously a, a credible opponent. You, you could have him. Um, you, you could have. I'm Trying to see who else. I would have said like Big E or somebody, but that's that's out. Although he's in a tag team, I mean, there, there's really not a whole lot. I was gonna say I was gonna say it would have been a some kind of triple threat, but I don't even know somebody that could be. Involved. I mean, maybe you could have Seamus, Seamus, Sami Zayn, and Ricochet in a triple threat. But wait a minute, Sami Zayn's with um, with Johnny Knoxville. So perhaps it's Ricochet, Shinsuke, and Seamus. There there you go. And Rick Boogs? Maybe. How about that? Why not? Or Rick Boogs? You know, it's possible. But, you know, I, I don't suspect that Ricochet is going to lose. I do expect Ricochet to retain at WrestleMania, regardless of who his opponent or opponents are. Definitely. So, Justin, thank you so much for uh, contributing. Always great to hear you. Uh, You're not the closer this week. You're close to the closer. But uh, let's get to the last couple here.
4: Hey, guys. This is Eli. And I just wanted to say, uh, hey, Charlie. uh, Nice to know that you're not the only autistic person who's listening to this podcast. Yes, I have autism and I uh, I, uh, was diagnosed with it during the pandemic and it's actually been Quite helpful to uh, know that I got to them because it means I've been able to figure out the problems in my life. But I just want to say, hey, you're not alone, man. And also, WWE has helped me. like, WWE has helped me with uh, depression and stuff like that, too. So, hey, man. What's up? Hey, this is Eli again, and I am just uh, wanting to comment on the uh, possibility of a match between Stone Cold and KO. I'm only 16 years old, so when KO—I mean, sorry—when Stone Cold retired, um, I wasn't born, so I understand how over he was and how like great he was, like in his prime and stuff like that. But as someone who wasn't alive when he retired, and also who wasn't a WWE fan until a couple of years ago, I don't really. Maybe I'm. I don't think that if they do have a match, Stone Cold should win. I think that KO should win, personally. Because even if Stone Cold, if Stone Cold won, what would that actually do? Sure, it would spike the ratings, but if KO won, that would do wonders for his career. It would like, that could launch his career to new heights that I haven't seen before. I just I, maybe what I'm trying to say is I don't really see the point of Stone Cold winning if they were to have a match. So, you can yell at me for being a teenager, but I don't really understand. A teenage I don't really understand. So, bye.
6: Hey, Eli, hope you're doing well. Um, Yeah, everybody, look, I have two voicemails from him because the first voicemail was very brief and it didn't really have anything to do with wrestling, just kind of a cool cool little uh, kind of message there about you have a you have a disability and or you do have a disability and you you're using WWE and maybe this podcast I'd like to think that'd be kind of cool uh, to to help battle that depression and um, that's awesome I mean WWE I don't think at times as, as I sit here and you know kind of complain sometimes about their product and I complain about the things that they do the, the things that I'd like to see the things that could be better we still love it at the end of the day and we're here because we love it if we didn't we wouldn't watch it and to know that you are using it to, uh, to get through tough times and, and, and everything that that's awesome. Like I have to't I, I I'm not being facetious about that or anything. That's really cool. Um, so continue to listen to this show and, and obviously continue to watch WWE for sure. Now, your question or your comment about Stone Cold and Kevin Owens is a pretty cool one. The reason I say that is we're all assuming that whatever this is, a brawl, a match, whatever, That Austin comes out on top, and Austin drops Kevin Owens with multiple stunners. And I still believe that to be a very high chance. But what if it's the opposite, right? What if Kevin Owens kicks him between the legs, drops him with a stunner, pours beer all over Austin? I strangely might prefer that because I would love to know what the follow-up is. Maybe it does result in an official match with these two somewhere down the line you know it would put a hell of a lot of heat on Austin or on on Kevin Owens imagine the heat on Kevin Owens for that you've got a hell of an idea Eli one that I didn't consider because we all just believe it's a foregone conclusion that Austin's going to be the one standing there stunning Kevin Owens a zillion times and you know pouring beer all over him i still believe that will be the case though don't get me wrong that's still my official take on that but that's an idea that i don't know if they've even considered because Yeah, that wouldn't, while that wouldn't hurt Kevin Owens' career, him working with Stone Cold at all and working with him at WrestleMania would still give him the quote-unquote rub. So I know what you're saying that, well, how would that help Kevin Owens if he loses to Stone Cold or if he just gets beat up, whatever this is, a match or not? It still would help him because he would be remembered, not necessarily for losing, but for even being involved in a segment at WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So... That's the that's the logic that they are telling themselves with Kevin Owens in this situation. If Austin is to go over and look good and Kevin Owens is going to be laying there looking up at the lights. That's the logic. So, Eli, thank you for calling in. Thank you, everybody. I know this, is, again, is much briefer than normal, but um, in my interest of time, I have to, uh, as I said, kind of make this a little bit quick. But I'll be back on Sunday with your weekend review probably a little hungover. And then uh, tomorrow is going to be the uh, NXT and AEW. Friday is still rivalries. And the rest of the week is still the same. We got our great SmackDown review team of John and Mike, who are going to cover on Friday and uh, night into Saturday morning. And uh, the rest is history, guys. So everybody, thank you so much for listening as always. Take care and consider going ad-free on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or um, on um, Patreon, or on our website, wbpodcast.com. Thanks, everybody.